702 Healthy Lifestyle. Joined by Helene Mayer, who is a healthy food consultant and an author of uh, several healthy eating uh, recipe books. Helene, thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Azania. It's great to be with you on the show. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, when it comes to uh, sending our kids off to school, the lunchbox, you know, we do our home, their homework with them. We have to supervise, but we also have to ensure that they eat well, they're well hydrated. And the lunchbox becomes one of those parts of the day, the routine, the chores that we start off really well with. <laughs> we start off very well at the start of the year. <laughs> but as the, the months progress, it just starts to deteriorate. So what is your advice around uh, preparing, just being prepared for the lunchbox. Yeah, it is something that every single person that needs to pack a lunchbox, whether it's for kids or somebody else in the family, struggles with. Mm -hmm. So my best advice is to plan. And to plan doesn't necessarily mean that you have to plan just for the lunchboxes. But what I tend to do is whatever I plan for supper, and I try and do that sort of a week in advance to say, more or less, what are we eating Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? And which elements from that meal can I incorporate into a lunchbox? Mm -hmm. For instance, if I cooked um, corn on a cob for supper, maybe I cook a few extra and have those to pack in a lunchbox. Or if I boil potatoes in the skin, I do a few extra again to be able to pack that. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that one must remember that a lunchbox does not have to consist of a sandwich, an apple, and a sweet treat, because that's so often what gets packed. And there's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. but keeping it interesting and keeping a variety of foods in there is very important, both for your child and for whoever is the eater, for that person's health, and also to encourage the child to enjoy a variety of things and actually eat the lunchbox. Otherwise, they get bored and they actually bring no, it back leave. home. They're fussy. These people are fussy. So once you pick up that something works, you know, like a sandwich with a slice of ham in it, that it comes back eaten every time. So maybe that's what we should pack because it comes back eaten. And then you try something different and then it come, doesn't come back eaten. It comes back whole. So these yeah. people are fussy and it just it also complicates what is possible. I find what works for my kids is that if I explain to them why it's important for them to eat a variety of foods or for argument's sake, if they come home with a headache because they've only eaten breakfast and they forgot to eat their lunchbox, then I say, do you realize how you're feeling now? Mm -hmm. If you want to avoid this, make sure that you eat your lunch tomorrow at school at break time and drink your water. You mentioned staying uh, hydrated is so important and often Kids forget that because they play and they run around and they actually, they may have eaten something, but they forget that they need to drink some liquid as well. And water remains the best option to quench a thirst. So if you explain and motivate to the child why it's important and give them a reason that they can associate with, it's not just mommy or daddy bombarding them with eat your lunchbox, eat your lunchbox all the time, and they don't really understand why. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what of, uh, and, and I know you're not a psychologist, but there's also that other pressure, because if you take the leftovers from last night, you get to school, you pop open your lunchbox, and there's always this kind of competition, this unspoken competition. I think schools try to stamp it out. Parents try to tell their kids, ignore it. Be proud of what's in your lunchbox. It's healthy. It's good for you. Uh, it's what we can afford and so on. But from the child's perspective, they are looking at what their peers think. 
No, that's a very valid point. And I think, again, if you can have a variety of things in the lunchbox, maybe um, I tend to make fish cakes or meatballs quite often for my kids because they enjoy it and it's something that I can freeze and have as a backup on a day that I don't necessarily have something pre-prepared that I can just pack for them. So I try and vary it so that they also don't have the same thing every single day because that also... (laughs) generate some comments sometimes <laughs> from the friends to say, sure, but have you got another Sami today? Can another peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think every parent should or caregiver should also look at the child's preference in terms of what works for them. If it is a sandwich, then try and encourage them to eat different things on the sandwich. And mm-hmm. a big mistake that a lot of parents make even with younger ones and older kids, is if they've said no to it once, then they don't try again. And that has been proven over and over and over again, is that your palate may take up to seven or ten times to get used to a new flavor or a new taste. So I'm not saying waste the food, Mm -hmm. but encourage the child. Maybe have something similar at supper time that he can try and not get the surprise at lunchtime at school to say, oh, sure, but I don't even know what this is. Yeah, and now my mom expects me to eat it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do you believe in uh, uh, penalizing them if they don't, if they don't eat their lunch? No, no I don't believe in penalizing them. I believe in them. I believe in motivating them with something positive to encourage them to make that decision themselves. And um, I use the example of the headache. Some mm-hmm. kids... Um, And that's very personal in terms of your parenting style and also your child's personality. But some kids are internally motivated to be healthy. Others need some encouragement. So I think the parent needs to look at what works for that child and to rather find something that, for instance, my son wants to be big and strong. Mm -hmm. Now, he can't be big and strong if he doesn't eat his lunch. So if that's something that motivates him or he wants to be the best goal kicker at soccer, he can only do that if he eats his lunch. So find something that he wants to achieve or that excites him and use that as a motivation. Not say, but your sister finishes her lunch every day. Why can't you finish yours? (laughs) And that's defeating the purpose. Find something that will make him realize and understand that if I eat this and if I enjoy a variety of foods, then this is the benefit that I'm going to get. And in the end, if they are strong and healthy and they feel so much better in class, they can concentrate longer, they have energy all through the day, then it is much more enjoyable for them as well than sitting with a headache by 12 o'clock mm-hmm. in summertime. So right. I, I did try your learn your, what it feels like to be yeah. strong and healthy. Well, I did try your approach when they were younger. Then, as the the older they get, then I started to take away certain privileges. Like if it's if it comes back like this again, <laughs> yes, you so will not get works. your allotted two hour PlayStation time on Saturday. <laughs> yes, because that is not punishment; it's motivation in a different way. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Because that encourages him to make the decision to say, okay, if I want to play on the PlayStation, I have to take responsibility for something that grants me that benefit exactly. or that privilege. Yes. So it, it must be a choice that the child learns to take early on in life because it's a lifestyle. I hate the word diet. Mm-hmm. So I never say to people, you have to eat this, 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 and this, and you're not allowed X, Y, Z, because then it feels like a restriction. It 
must be an enjoyment. Food is a wonderful thing. But we have to have a positive relationship with food, mm-hmm. and that starts at a very young age. Yes. Um, I want us to get to uh, some of your uh, uh, ideas around um, easy-to-prepare school lunches. But before we get there, the importance of the caregivers or the adults in a child's life role modeling uh, uh, dietary choices and patterns. You know, we often talk about that, that kids will do uh, uh, what they see, not necessarily yep. what, what, what you say. <laughs> so even our yes. own habits, you know, how we forage, maybe we like to snack and, you know, our own habits influence how our kids' perceptions and their attitudes Definitely. towards food. Definitely. And we all have a story related to food from our childhood or an incident where you ate chicken every single day in hostel and you don't want to see another portion of chicken ever in your life. Or Mm -hmm. your grandmother made the best chicken ever, so that remains your favorite ingredient. We all have an association like that. But we must never forget that what we eat and how we perceive food is what the kids often cotton onto and that becomes their way of thinking about it so Mm -hmm. if the mom tries to accommodate the dad for instance who doesn't eat xyz but now she forces the child to finish the plate of food then there's mixed messages Mm -hmm. so i think it's very important for a, a adult whether it's the mother or the father or the caregiver or the grandmother or whoever it may be to have positive messages also in the way that they react to their own plate of food. Mm, um, so true. And something else that really makes a difference is if a family is able to enjoy at least some of their meals together around the table so that there's an opportunity to discuss the food and say, why don't you like tomatoes? Oh, maybe there's the, it's the texture for the one person and the other one says, I want bit into an overripe tomato and the texture ju- just doesn't... Uh, anything for me or whatever the case may be and it's also a place where kids can chat about things that they enjoy whether it's food or flavors or textures and make it a positive discussion at at lunchtime or at supper time depending on maybe if it's even over the weekend that you end up saying oh this is delicious and maybe you can use that as a discussion point to encourage them to enjoy whatever is packed for their school lunch. Right. Well, I was about to take Eddie's call, but we've lost him. We'll get him back. Let's go to Hamilton in Dobsonville in Soweto. Hello, Hamilton. Hello. Welcome. Uh, I had a problem, like, that my daughter did not want to eat, and they would tried motivating her in any other way that we knew. Mm. And then all to find that she, later, the, uh, 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 she was coming home with an empty uh, lunchbox. But something surprised me, was every time she comes back home, she was quickly go to the kitchen and start eating. So we then realized that she was not eating the, the, the lunchbox, but giving it to her friend. Mm-hmm. Up until her mother came with an idea of scaring a girl. At, at, at the school, there are cameras. Mm-hmm. So she, she told her that we saw, we saw you today, you gave your lunchbox to your friend. And she couldn't deny that. So every day when she came, come back home, uh, her mother used to say, I saw you, you took your lunchbox to your friend, tomorrow you, you have to eat. And then from there after, she was eating a, a lunchbox every day. But did you find out why she was giving it to her friend? Was it because her friend didn't have a lunch or were they swapping? No, the reason was because we insisted on her eating. So she had no other choice and she couldn't throw it. <laughs> so, <but laughs> 
I see. All right, Hamilton, that's an interesting yeah. one. Thank you so much for your call. Sneaky, sneaky. Tabo, in fact, says, my kid used to lose his lunchbox frequently. I thought he was negligent. Later, he told me he threw them away. Gosh, as it was not cool. And Tabo goes on to say that, can you tell me why some kids refuse to eat homemade lunch in public uh, or at school, but uh, they find to buy lunch at the tuck shops? That's very true. You know, it's maybe home food uh, as in hot food, not necessarily a sandwich. And then they opt for the hot food from the tuck shop rather than their own home food. And then Maria Petzani says, I used to carry pap or rice, depending on the day of the week, because we couldn't afford sandwiches or corn. I wasn't laughed at, but these days the problem comes from parents um so we can add uh, as parents suggesting there that we can add the stigma to it our attitude adds the stigma to uh, mm-hmm. how children feel about what they're carrying and what's in their lunch boxes but helene what are some of the easy ideas or easy to prepare school ideas because you know parents have very full and busy lives there's work to contend with the other things that you must be that you're preoccupied with and you know you want to simplify this part of your day there are very um, there are there are many things that one can pack in a lunchbox, but I think what remains important is that it must be a balanced meal, so that the child is kept full until they get home again. And even a child that doesn't want to eat at school, then you must ensure that breakfast was sufficient enough that they can maybe just take fruit or a few nuts or something small with them. They don't want to eat that, so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give suggestions according to somebody that would pack, a, you know, a full lunchbox. I mentioned fish cakes and uh, meatballs, uh, maybe a piece of chicken with, um, you know, like a drumstick that was left over from supper. And I hear the comments that people say it doesn't look appetizing. It's very important that when you pack that lunchbox, make a little bit of effort to make sure that things that doesn't need to get mixed or shouldn't get mixed don't get mixed. Mm-hmm. Maybe wrap mm-hmm. the piece of... Um, chicken or the meatball in a in a separate bag or in a piece of foil mm-hmm. so that you can pack that into the bigger lunchbox because not, there's nothing worse than opening that lunchbox and everything has been squished or mixed mm-hmm. up and now it looks unappetizing. Nobody would want to eat that. So if the parent can make sure that whatever is going to be packed comes from the fridge or it is at least packed separately so that it stays nice and fresh, then that also helps. Um, I always pack fresh fruit for my kids, depending on what they prefer. And if you stick to something seasonal, then it's easy because it's more affordable and it is more flavorful because you don't have, uh, you know, you can't buy strawberries in June and think that it's, although it's delicious, it's very expensive and it's not necessarily as nice as when they are in season. Mm -hmm. So maybe a banana and some people don't like a full banana. So a half a banana and a nice tip is if you've cut it through, to pack half a banana, don't peel it and dip the edge where you cut off the other half quickly in water. Then it mm. peels it so the banana doesn't brown. The same goes for apple. If you slice apple for your children, if they can't eat a whole apple, do it with a sharp vegetable knife, rinse it very briefly in water and put it in a small bag or a small container. The water will seal it so that the fruit doesn't go brown because the brown fruit also doesn't look appetizing. Yes, yes. They I tend- mentioned the corn and the, um, the, the little potatoes that I often pack for my kids. Sometimes I would make a mealy bread for supper and I'll keep a few slices to use that instead of just a, um, you know, another slice of bread. Peanut butter is a fantastic thing for a lunchbox. 
for children who enjoy that, whether mm-hmm. you put a little bit in a separate container and they eat it with a spoon or even with their fingers, whether you put it on a sandwich. Um, my kids love apple and peanut butter, so they would have wedges of apple and mm-hmm. dunk that into the peanut butter. If you mix peanut butter with a bit of low-fat yogurt, it's a beautiful dip for fruit or for um, even kids who can't eat breakfast early morning. Some kids don't like breakfast, then that's a nice almost breakfasty feel that mm-hmm. you can have at first break so you have a banana or an apple or a pear and you dip it into a little bit of that softened peanut butter as a nice right with the yogurt mm, that sounds yes, delicious with the that's delicious yes um, uh, those then, are really great ideas you have a few more because uh, we have about 30 seconds left <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think if you want to spoil your children with something small every now and then that's fine but please don't think you're doing them any good by just packing a lot of sweet treats in a lunchbox there's no nutritional value in most of those so rather pack something on a friday for instance i would pack a little sweet treat for my kids and i enjoy making that myself even if it's just a few nuts or a few pieces of chocolate or Mm -hmm. something little that makes them feel spoiled but it's still delicious and something that they know they're not getting every day and the bulk of the lunchbox is indeed nutritious and balanced and homemade food that is much cheaper than buying at the tuck shop Ah, and much healthier. That's true. As you said, with planning, you can roll it out in your mind for the entire week, not just dinners, but also the lunchboxes. But we've got these uh, voice notes. Let's check those out. Hi, Azania. Uh, on your topic of motivating kids, uh, my five-year-old son eats very well. We eat a low-carb, low-sugar sort of diet, and uh, his motivation is that he wants a six-pack uh-huh. at five years old. Uh-huh. So we just tell him, if you eat that, you may not get a six-pack. Oh. That helps. <laughs> Cheers. This is Dwayne in Northfield. Oh, thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> that just echoes what Elena was saying. Right, here's another one. The, oh, my goodness, range from... Gordon Rams and his daughter is very good to pack in your kids' school boxes. It's also junk food, but it's healthy junk food. Cheers, bye. <laughs> thank you. Those are the voice notes on 072-702-1702. Alina, thank you so, so much. Thank you for your advice. Can, pleasure. Can I refer people to a website where they can access some of these easy Ideas, perfect. Yes. Okay, it's called Cooking from the Heart, mm-hmm. or one word, .co.za. It's a wonderful initiative that was brought about by the Heart Foundation and Pharma Dynamics. And I think uh, there are over 100 recipes on there, and I think people will really benefit from yeah. looking at those. Some are supper ideas that can become a lunchbox. Some are specifically lunchbox ideas. There are some healthy snack and cookie and treat ideas as well. So that's really something that they tried and tested. It's used, using everyday ingredients. So it's a wonderful way for people to start off with if they don't have their own ideas or they don't have access to nice recipes. And the recipes are free of charge, available there. You can download them or just print them. They are available to whoever wants to use them. Fantastic. Helene, thank you so much. Food consultant and author of Healthy Food Recipes, Helene Mayer.